You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 61, and today we're talking about the eight must-have tools that you need to have in your business, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and I have my very unwell co-host here with me today, Tim Hyde. I know, I know. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm doing awesome, but you're a bit under the weather this morning. I, I am. I went away for my 16th wedding anniversary with my wife last weekend. And Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And her gift to me was this cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you've, been, when you've given your lover all the gifts, <clears throat> there's nothing left to give. That's right, you know, just share. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for showing up on a Thursday. Just... Uh, in this state. Sam, I would not miss it for the world. You know, I love my, our Thursday podcast as always. Love it, love it, love it. So today we're talking about the eight must-have tools in your business you know, uh, to be able to run your online business and even, I guess, now having a look, you're, even if you don't have an online business, like you've got a traditional business, you're still going to have some online component. So we're talking about the tools to help with that. That's right. And the technology has become so embedded and ingrained in the way we do business now that, you know, your, what we would call your technology stack or your tools that give you real leverage to run your business has almost become a compulsory thing for our business now, a bit like business insurance or a, a shop front used to be. Now these tools we have in our business almost all the time, you know, to, to run our business more effective, efficiently and effectively. Absolutely. And one of the things that I see, and I'd love to have your take on this, especially in what you do and how you help your clients so much, is businesses that look at tools separately and have nothing that integrates. And I think that that is definitely something that people need to look at as well, is not just how each tool specifically relates to what they're doing, but how they integrate and speak to each other. That's right. You know, and certainly that's a, a big part of my program that we can build these tools, but unless they integrate, you know, we, we, create, we start creating inefficiencies. Yes. And that's not what we want as we look to grow and scale our business. Absolutely. So today we're just going to dive straight into this topic so that we can spend as much time on these tools as possible because this is definitely your zone of genius, Tim. So we want to get as much value as we can for our <coughs> listeners today. <coughs> So, I'd love you to take us through, well, I'll hand it over to you, the eight okay. must-have tools for your business. Okay. Well, let's, get, let's jump into the first one. And this is one that I think, look, it's really critical for every business, okay? And that is your CRM system or your customer relationship management system. If you do not have one of these in your business right now, get one. 
This yeah. is uh, this is the thing that'll probably scale your business more than anything else. Okay. Now I'm a huge fan of uh, Keep and, and Infusionsoft by Keep. Um, I know you use Entreport in your business. Both are really good. And the reason we want to look at something that's sort of a mid-market ideal, you know, CRM system rather than a Salesforce, which is more enterprise grade, is that at a certain point in your business, the effectiveness of your CRM is really defined by your ability to emulate one-on-one conversations. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And while cheaper systems can do some of that, it starts to come across as a little bit robotic and a little bit automated, which is not, which is the complete antithesis of that one-on-one conversation. Because obviously we do want to automate it, but we don't want it to come across cold. We're still trying to create a relationship with our potential clients and we want to make sure that we're doing this and holding their hand and getting those relationships as warm as possible. That's right. That's right. Yeah, your, your business, I mean, if you were to think of, of your CRM is like your business brain, it stores all of the information and does the communication for you. So CRMs and marketing automation technology are now really dovetailed together very closely. And so that's what we want to look for. And if you can't do that, right, because if, if you were to try an exercise right now and write down, you know, the 10 birthdays of the people closest to you, okay, you might be able to get to 10. But if you were to write and then write down how they have their coffee and their favorite color, you might find yourself struggling. And that's only with 10 people. A business can't survive on 10 relationships. It needs hundreds, uh, if not thousands. And that's where our CRM system comes into play. And the things we want the things we want to look for in our CRM system when we're choosing one, um, and that's why you use Entreport and I'm a, a, a Keep certified partner, is we need to look at the number of conditions that we can apply at any particular point, not just yes or no. It's the number of different conditions. So I'm just going to stop you there. For people yep. that don't understand what conditions are, can you just quickly give us an overview of what you're talking about? Well, let, let's let's put this in a really sort of lay context. If someone was to knock on your door right now and you were to go to answer the door, there's not, you know, someone there or not someone there. Yes. Okay. There might be your neighbor, your friend, the postman, a delivery guy, pizza person, your friend, your parents, yes. your parents, one of your kids' friends. Okay. And each of those people we will deal with very, very differently. Great explanation. Love that. Okay. So the more conditions that we can apply in our automation and in our CRM, the more opportunity we have to personalize our conversation and therefore create more leverage. And I think that it's really important to touch on is that our CRM isn't just for emails. A lot of people think that your CRM is only just to send emails. Can you quickly talk us through the different things that a CRM can help us with in our business? Or should be able to, certainly. Should be able to. (laughs) Should be able to. Uh, This is the second thing we want to look for in our CRM system. We need to look at whether it's just a communication tool, like to our customers, and whether it can do email, letters, faxes, text messages, MMS as well, picture messages. But a a good CRM will also allow you to manage internal workflow. Mm -hmm. So we we have these systems and processes in our in a business, and you and I, Sam, have talked a lot about in order to get to seven figures, you need to systemize and proceduralize your business. You have to, yeah. Okay, a good CRM as well can tell your team what to do and when to do it. Yes, so it's got triggers that after a certain amount of time will trigger to a certain staff member, this has to be actioned. That's right. You know, one of my clients at the moment, we're working on an internal automation for their business where we send a, a phishing email 
to the staff in the business. They've got about 250 staff and it's it's pretending to be a, like a free massage voucher. And of course, the staff go, that's really awesome. And they click on it and it then takes them and identifies who is potentially at risk of clicking on links that aren't oh, cleared. Wow. All right. Now, they're a medical-based organization, so they've got hundreds of thousands of records of people's medical conditions and security around that is really vulnerable. It's really important for them. And if people are clicking on uncleared links, okay, that's obviously introduces the potential of, of Trojans and, and viruses into the okay. business that they need to be really careful of. Yeah. You know, so we can use these things in very different ways. Right? Yeah. So good CRM, lots of conditions, be able to communicate in different ways, both internal and external emotions. And the other things we need to look at with a, with a good CRM system is what are the functions that we do in our business? It's not just communicating. It's also managing payments. Mm-hmm. It's building landing pages and so on. Right? And a good one will have lots of those things either in the ecosystem or part of the tool itself rather than you having to do integration with lots of other different solutions. And I know with Infusionsoft <clears throat> as well, definitely do this in Entreport. It's, it's really great to go in and have a look at customer journeys as well. What have they clicked on? Which are the most popular lead magnets? What's their journey? What are they clicking on? In what order? How did they come into my system? There's a lot of data. Who's opening my emails? What's my open rate? What's my click-through rate? All of this information helps us to be able to make decisions for the future of how we're putting things out into the world. That's right. And if you've got an e-commerce platform, you know, embedded in your CRM, which I know, you know, Infusionsoft and Report can both do for you, you can also start to track not just where your leads are coming from, but which leads are actually leading to dollars in your yes. business. Yeah, which yeah. channels are actually delivering you real dollars in your business. And that's another yeah. important thing as well. So yeah. take a look at those. Obviously, you know, have a conversation with us if you want to know more about, you know, what you should be looking for. Now, next one I really love is called Hemingway App. And this one, as soon as I saw this up here, I'm like, oh, Tim, tell me more. So I'm going to open it up. Tell us. This more. is one that you didn't know about, isn't it? I didn't but know about Hemingway. Hemingway is a really cool little app that actually looks at how we communicate and how we write. Mm-hmm. So I won't check your spelling, but will it, it, what it will look at is how easy to consume your language is. Now, I really like this because I know and have known for a very long time if we write anything that can't be understood by a 12-year-old, then it's not understood by so much of the market. And that's not saying that the market is stupid. It's just probably that we're moving fast or we just want to be able to, you know, consume it nice and easily. So that's why I loved this app. Yeah, this one's really cool. And I came across this one a few years ago um, on my former business, Ride App, where we were looking at, we would put 50 to 100 blog posts up every day. You know, I think over the 13 years I ran that business, we did 170,000 posts. Wow. Which is, you know, a phenomenal sort of Crazy. number. Yeah. And Hemingway was, was a godsend, you know, in that business because it breaks it down. It says, you know, you're using passive voice or, or active voice. It says this sentence is too long or this sentence is, is too complex. Um, and it's a really great one, not only for, you know, your, your emails and your, you know, your website copy and your blog posts, but we take for granted that we know how to write, you know, because we all did English at school and we all had to write 2,000-word essays or 5,000-word essays at university or yes. whatever. And learn how to put lots of padding words in there. And lots, <laughs> of, lots of padding words. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm not at 5,000 words. Yet. I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I'm add some additional adjectives yeah. and, you know, descriptive yeah. words and so on. But Hemingway is a really great one. We want, it really helps us now to, to 
simplify our communication and make it really effective. Perfect. So great for emails, blog posts, sales pages. Absolutely. Like um, get it and it's free, which is even better. Nice. All right. Okay. Anyway, what's the third one? Third one is Google Analytics. Now, just about everyone will have heard of Google Analytics. Google Analytics is an amazing tool that's largely underutilized by people. And I think it's a bit like Excel. You know, people get Excel and learn how to use a sum figure and not the other cool stuff that we can do with it. Google Analytics is a little bit like that. Um, And it's really going to look at not only where your traffic is coming from in a digital context, what's driving it, how long people are on a site, things like bounce rates are really important. So bounce rate, if you're not aware of it, is, is, you know, someone who comes to a single page and leaves your site before going deeper into your into your business. Or into yeah. Your so, how, so essentially how quickly are they leaving or are they staying and doing something else? That's right, okay. And it's even going to start to look at what keywords people are coming into your business with, right? So really important tool. Now, what, one of the little known things about Google Analytics is we can start to put the Google tracking pixel on other assets in our business and start to use Google Analytics a bit more like a an overall digital dashboard. Yes, to get a bit more of a sense of everything that's going on in a business, you know, from a web perspective. What I love about Google Analytics is, well, it's a lot, but a very simple, simple tool and a little tip that I can give people is to go in and have a look at which of your blog posts are getting more hits. It'll start to give you an idea of what people are interested in instead of you just guessing what people are interested in on your site. And the blog posts that have got more hits start to put them out a little bit more often because obviously that's the the content that people are looking for. So a very, just such one of the one millionth of the things that you can do in Google Analytics, but I think that's a really nice, easy something to use. Yeah, look, I did the same last year and looked at one of my top converting blog posts Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I actually turned it into a lead magnet. Yeah. Because you know that's the that's the one that people like. That's the that's the information that people are interested in. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Next one, I think uh, you know people largely use this, and this is WordPress. Probably should have been at the top. Now think about oh, it. Could have been top. This is in no particular order of priority. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So WordPress. Look, you cannot get past in today's world without having a website. And while there are really cool sort of online builders like Wix and Squarespace and and the like that are out there now. And you could go down to building a custom website and custom coding. WordPress has almost become the the standard for a digital business, for an online business these days. It is so flexible and there are so many opportunities for you to create, you know, the website that you want, but also to start to integrate a whole bunch of other stuff. So you just have to go on to wordpress.com or or wordpress.org and have a look at some of the massively varied different things that you can do with your website from e-commerce sites to brochures to membership sites to plugins that do all sorts of really interesting things. It's just this kind of really modular way of building, I guess, the online experience that you Mm. want for your customers. Yeah, and it integrates everything. Yeah, it integrates with just about everything these days, which is really awesome. And, you know, you can create the experience you want for your customers. Stuff that I would certainly look at with a WordPress site, I think, you know, security is really important. You know, you've got to put some form of security plugins into it. I would always recommend getting a web developer to, to, to work with you on it, even if you start yes. with a template and say, I saw this, I want something like that. Yes. There are, if you're a little bit more tech savvy, there are plenty of page builders out there that literally are drag and drop 
Yeah, I use Thrive Suite on mine and I love it. And on mine, I use one called Elementor, right? So it's a very similar interface. And literally, you drag and drop bits of stuff, you put your copy in, you put your images in and away you go. It's actually pretty easy to, to use. If you're, but if you're, look, if you're not tech savvy at all, get yourself a, a web developer to kind of put it together. And, and don't be afraid to invest money into a web developer. Right? Well, I 100%. Likewise with your CRM. I 100% think that even if you are going to work on your site yourself, there are certain things that should be outsourced and getting it set up is one of them. And another one is making sure that it's backed up every day. Yeah, look, and don't be afraid to ask your developer to show, show you how to make updates to your copy. Yep. All right, that's something that they'll charge you a lot for ongoing. Um, and if you're just making a change of a couple of words and you don't want to change the structure and layout, which can be a little bit more complex, get your developer during the development process to teach you how to do that. Yeah. So imagine, okay, your website is a bit like your, you know, the quality of your clothing when you go out to that club, which is Yeah, awesome. that's really good. I like that. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Okay. And just, yeah. Like, just like your CRM, you know, going in for a cheap CRM to start with is a bit like the quality of the conversation after someone mm-hmm. says, you look great. Let's yeah. think about in those two, those two contexts. You don't want to have like a fancy suit and then have to, you know, spit all over someone as you eat your dinner <laughs> because you're not eating. Because you're not chewing with your mouth closed. Uh, and likewise, you don't want to invest too much into your CRM and have an amazing conversation, but not look the pass when you go out. Those are two things we want. WordPress, definitely recommend WordPress. And <coughs> yeah, lots of people around that can help you with that. Now, number five. Number five Start is a, yeah, this is a new tool that actually got recommended to me by Anne-Marie Cross. So big shout out to Anne-Marie. Ah, for, well, yes, we're loving Anne-Marie. Sharing this one. And I was... It, for a while, I've been looking for tools that can reuse my social media content mm-hmm. and post it on my behalf. Now, SmarterQ is a really cool one. So there's lots of tools out here. We're talking Buffer and Hootsuite. Is a, you know, it's got massive brand presence. Oh, Meet Edgar. Meet Edgar is another one that uses a, like a library and a sort of methodology. SmarterQ is a really cool tool that allows us to do not only pre-scheduled content like Hootsuite and Buffer, but also create a library of content like mm-hmm. Meet Edgar. So yes. Some of our posts we can reuse. Yes. Other posts we can have as once-offs. Ah, nice. Okay. So if you're managing an online community, uh, particularly, and you've got content that goes up on a regular basis, uh, for example, I've got a, a networking organization I run here in Canberra, and what I'm doing in terms of reusing content is that on Monday I'll say, hey, guys, who do you need to connect with this week? And every Monday I'll run the same post. And for those of us with membership sites, you've probably got some sort of, well, on Monday, I've got an accountability post that goes out, I've got a regular Wednesday post that goes out, a regular finish at Friday post. And that's the kind of thing you're talking about, right? Absolutely. Okay. And on Tuesday, I put out, because my library is much bigger, I put out a profile of a member. Yes. So that the rest of the members in the group can say, hey, this is Sam, you know, Sam's based in Sydney and is an amazing coach right, and helps people sort of scale from, you know, to um, through your Black Diamond program and, and beyond, right? So, and Sam would like connections to coaches and consultants, mm-hmm. right? So, we're now starting to do that and we can actually, and it'll rotate through that library and start picking people at random, uh, yep. but then there's still those once-offs that says, hey, look, Christmas is coming up. What are you doing for Christmas? Yeah, fantastic. All right, so that's, you know, that's a really cool tool like that and also start to actually give waiting for content that hasn't been reused and is this a free tool tim it is not a free tool unfortunately so you're going to cough up a few 
British pounds. <laughs> British pounds. British pounds. That's right. Wow. So it's a UK-based tool. But a really yep. cool one and can create massive leverage in the business. We need to be looking more at what one minute costs us. Oh, 100%. If I'm going to spend 10 or $20 and get back an hour, that is a no-brainer for me. That's right. So I look, I've put out half a dozen posts already while we've been on this call. Yes. All nice right, work. Nice right. work, Smarter Cubite. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's right. In fact, I, uh, I think I sent an email. I was doing a presentation at one of my groups the other week and uh, got a text message from someone as I was talking because I had sent them an email and the text message just says, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> How did you do that? Right? And look, if you're doing presentations and if you're you know, a bit clever about how you do it, um, you can actually time communication to go to customers, not just on your, you know, your presentation screen, but, you know, text your group or, you know, email your group while you're presenting. Yeah. And, and, and reference the fact, hey, guys, we're talking about this right now and you've just sent you an email about it. Now, so click on that link and go through the exercise with me. Yes. Very, very smart. Love it. Absolutely. Cool. So, okay. uh, Smarter Q and next we have Hotjar. Hotjar. Now. Um, I imagine there's lots of people who haven't heard of hot jar before. I love hot jar. I think hot. it's. I think this is one of the witchcraft ones. <laughs> this is a super cool tool. Now, hot jar is a little spy in many ways for you. Hot jar is, a, is an app that you stick onto your website, and it watches what people do when they're there, and it can even record the sessions. Right. So, what it's going to show you is largely where people are tracking now. One of the things that people don't realize, it's a bit like driving your car, you drive where you look, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that people don't realize is that we move our mouse around our screens following where we look. I didn't even realize that. That's right. Ah, okay. there you now go. That, now, that you, now that I've told you, you're going to be really happy. <laughs> yeah, we look totally. where the buttons are and we click it and we move our mouse to where we move and we, you know, we click and scroll and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And we move our mouse where our eyeballs are and that's what it's actually tracking. So it's not actually looking through your camera. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eyes, it's tracking the movement of the mouse and clicks on your website and it, it puts it into a little what we call a heat map. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it starts to show not just, not just one person's movement, but over the course of, you know, weeks, months, years, it starts to look at how people who are visiting your website are using it. So this is right? really, really cool. So you don't need to guess anymore. The same as what we were talking about with our CRM. Uh, and Google Analytics, we want to take the guesswork out as much as possible and have everything strategically decisioned based on exactly what's happening, not That's guesswork. Right. That's right. Okay. And so, you know, we want to put the, the most important information where people are clicking and looking mm-hmm. often. Yes. Okay. And it's, you know, it's, again, it's these little changes that can suddenly make a sort of significant impact in your business. If we know there's only four growth levers in a business, you know, leads, conversion, margin, and frequency of purchase. Right. If we're looking at number of leads, obviously, you know, the conversion rate is going to be a really important one. But if we can get a two or three percent conversion improvement on our website just by understanding how people are using it, mm-hmm. and then a two or three percent conversion in improvement from, you know, WordPress, and then two or three percent conversion rate in improvement from um, looking at our analytics and and Hemingway and our copy, right? Suddenly we're at twenty percent improvement. Right now, not too many people listening to this podcast wouldn't like a twenty percent improvement in their business right now. Oh, exactly. I'll take more. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know, I'll be looking at your website, Sam, and I don't know that we can get you know, more than 20% out of your website because it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good already. Thanks, Tim, and I love your website too. All right, there now, you go. 
Number seven, all right, uh, and this one. This is, is actually one of my favourites. This is a super cool tool and Australian as well. Sorry for our US friends out there. Uh, this one's actually developed in Australia, and it's a tool called Canva. Oh, I tell you, I love Canva because when I started thinking, and it was years ago, I might actually have to start to learn Photoshop. Canva came along. Oh, my God. And saved, saved the day. Saved everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> what you can't do in Canva, wow. I think we should, I think we need... On our, if there's anyone watching the video back here, I think what we're going to put is little love heart thing is going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Sam's <laughs> head right now. Yeah, Canva's a really cool tool that it, it was really made creating visual collateral so easy. Right? And these days we need to have so much of it. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness, so much. Yeah, and Canva's a really cool one. Everything from business cards to brochures to banners to flyers to pull-up banners, whatever. Again, they've really sort of simplified the graphic design process down to drag and drop. Now, you can't do everything. You're not going to be able to do the same level of sort of complexity as you might be able to do in an Adobe Illustrator or, or Photoshop or something. But for the, for the average punter, you're going to get some amazing results really easily. And again, what we're looking at doing is just lifting everything just that little bit Yes. To make you appear more professional. Yes. When you appear more professional, you command more attention. And the cool part is you often command a higher price. Totally, because it's the way people perceive us. I just want to go back just one minute. You said that, you know, you, you can't get the same quality of graphics and you definitely can't. What I do, though, because I do have a graphic designer that still uses, I have no idea what he uses, I don't care what he uses. He just makes my <laughs> stuff look amazing. But sometimes I struggle to get the concept out of my head. So what I'll do is I'll just mock it up in Canva and send it to him so he's got something to work from so he's not working with some abstract blah, 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 blah that's come out of my mouth. He's got some sort of visual basis and then he'll create the pull-up banners, my workbooks. You know, some of those things that Canva can't give you that minute detail that we're looking for. That's right. Okay. And look, let's face it, most of us are not graphic designers and we probably couldn't get the results out of those really faint, amazing tools every way with mask layers and all this kind of other jazz that um, totally. some of those things. But we don't need to. We don't need to. That's right, you know. And so looking at even things like my, you know, my ebook covers, I, yes. I mock up in Canva Yeah. as well. So Great. awesome tool. And what's better? Finally. Hey, it's Australian. Oh, uh, I know, I know. And, and, uh, and it's free. Yep, totally free. Oh, I do pay, I think, oh, I can't remember. I think you, there is a Canva for Work edition which I definitely pay for because it means that my team can actually log into my account. We can yeah. be working on things together. I can resize images. So I can do one image in a Facebook size and just go resize and it changes to, you know, yeah. Instagram story, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. So I actually totally recommend the paid version. Yeah. And look, the paid version is not expensive. Fantastic not example of a freemium model. Yes, uh, totally. But you, right. can, but you can use, great, you can get tools. away. Gives you a little tease to get some more stuff. All right, now, last but not least, of course, now we've talked a lot about, I guess, managing your workflow and attracting business into your world. There's a little bit there here we need to do in terms of actually delivery, and that is I'm a big fan of Trello, and I know yes. another one out there is Asana. Okay. Um, yeah, um, we definitely use Asana <clears throat> in our business. I think you can use either. All right? um, now, these things allow you to kind of create little, I guess, workflow cards for lack uh -huh. of Description, right? So it's got a task description. It's got a little checkbox to say whether that task has been done or not. 
and then you can move and create sort of all sorts of flexibility. But imagine it's a bit like, I think both Trello and Rosana are a bit like a whole stack of post-it notes. Yes. Right, with stuff written on them. And yes. A big, and a big board, right, with some lines drawn down it, which allows you to then organise that work into logical groups. So with both of them, you set up your projects, which is the, the big project, then you can set up tasks. I know that in both of them, you can tag your team members so that they see if you, if you need to, hey, Tim, I need you to check this audio, you'll see that straight away and get a notification. That's right. And of course, you can colour code them and, and, and move them around to actually sort of have you work. Now, here's a really cool thing that I would recommend people do is if you need to tie this into your CRM system. Mm-hmm. Because what you can have your CRM system do, if you have a new customer, you can automatically, through to some other bit of magic on the internet, things like Zapier and so on, yes. you can automatically have your CRM system, when it receives a payment, trigger an automation that creates a new project or a new task in Trello and Asana, and then advises your team automatically that there's a new bit of work to go and do. Nice. So you can onboard without missing a beat because then you're going through, all of the sequences are in there, or all of the tasks, and you just tick them off one by one. Love it. Love awesome. it. All right. So that's why we're now starting to integrate all the components of our, our marketing, right, and deliver a, a much better experience for our customers, but a more leveraged one that's more organized from our perspective as well. Totally, because I know one of the biggest problems that people have when they start growing their business is their systems start to break. They get to a point where they personally max out and can't get these, these tasks done. So if there's something that I can suggest is the, the sooner you get some of these things into actually all of the things that we've talked about today, <laughs> but the sooner, especially your CRM and your project management software into your business and start, because it's not going to work perfectly from day one and start getting these right, start getting your systems down, then that breaking process will be further away. <laughs> it's, I, th- I actually am a big believer that at some point everyone's business breaks. But Well, when we talked about it a few episodes ago about the glass ceiling, right? And, yeah. and this is what happens in our, with our glass ceiling because we get to the point where I can't remember which episode that was now. That was, uh, you know, back in, uh, back in February. But we get to this glass ceiling where our capacity to manage all the bits of our, of our infrastructure and all the bits of work and all the relationships in that, that our business has as it grows, both with our customers and our staff, right, it gets to this ceiling. We just can't do anymore without yep. kind of dropping the ball. Yes, yeah. Right? And the sooner we get these systems in, the sooner we can just break through that and get to the next bit. Totally. Uh, beyond, beyond that. Totally. I, had, I was talking to one of my clients, it's just a side note, and she's in the well into the eight figures and someone asked me in a workshop if it was possible to do startup without the, the grind and without things breaking and I'm like, oh, because I knew she was sitting there on the side and, I'm, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I actually haven't managed it in any of my businesses but I remember turning around and saying to her, <laughs> and she went, oh, thank God. She's like, I thought you were going to have a magic potion then and I was just like, <laughs> so, you know, it happens to all of us. And but it, but it, we, do, we do. Right? And uh, I was reading a fantastic book the other day, Conquer the Chaos, by Infusionsoft's co-founder, Scott Martin and Clayton Mars, about that. And, and, and business, at, at, at small business, and this is where most people not necessarily fail in small business, but just burn out. Yeah. Right? Is that we, there's this part of business when we start up, you know, that it's just chaotic. Yes. There's just so much going on. And the sooner we start to build our business for where we want it to be in three years' time, yes, the sooner we'll get there. 
Hundred percent. It is there. The gold of the episode. If that's if there's one thing to walk away with is what Tim just said there. Absolutely. That so we have to think about the future. So I'm just going to run through those eight tools again. So number one is your CRM. Tim is an Infusionsoft certified partner. I use Entreport. We can certainly help you out here. So if you want some questions answered on either of those, reach out to us. Number two is Hemingway app, which I'm going to go and get as soon as we're off this call because I didn't know about it. Uh, Number three is Google Analytics, which I absolutely love. Number four is WordPress. Number five is SmarterQ, which sounds pretty cool. Number six, Hotjar to be able to have the insight into what's happening on your website. Number seven for beautiful images and designs, we can use Canva. And number eight is project management software. Tim uses Trello. I use Asana. Either of those, that really comes down to personal preference. Tim, eight tools, absolutely fantastic must-haves in your business. Thank you for sharing them with us. My my pleasure, Sam. Look, I have put a little uh, sort of resource together which goes into those in more detail and, and shows us some screenshots and so on with all the links to those tools. And you can get that at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash eight tools, number eight tools. So if you want to grab that, find out a bit more about those tools and how they can be applied to your business, go and grab that resource. Fantastic. What do we got coming up next week, Tim? Sam, we have the first of a cool double episode. Yes, it's our very first double episode. We sat down to work it out, talked it through and went, oh, there's way too much here. We're going to have to break this into two episodes. That's right. So don't expect it just to be super long. (laughs) (laughs) We We are going to break this one up in two. And that is how to use LinkedIn for business. This is one of my favorite topics. I've done lots and lots and lots and lots of LinkedIn workshops. I think this is such an underused resource that's available to us and for the few people that do use it, and we're going to go into this more next episode, but for the people that do use it, I think it's less than 2% of people use it to actually get some sort of benefit from using it. So it's... uh, That's right. And so many people are using it so badly. Badly. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to drill into that uh, next Thursday. We are. I'm really looking forward to... We are. So if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love you to give it a like or a thumbs up wherever you're listening to it, either whether you're listening on iTunes or whether you're watching us on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment and let us know which of your favourite tools, which one of these that we've talked about today is your favourite or is there something that we've missed that you absolutely love, let us know. And if you've got friends or clients or people in your network that would like to hear this episode, we'd love you to share it out into the interwebs. That would be awesome. Of course, don't forget to ask Sam and Tim. Just use the hashtag Ask Sam and Tim. If you've got a question about this or any other episodes we've done, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. We'd love to give you a shout out. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for coming today and giving us your eight tools. It's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you here today. And to all our listeners, thanks so much. Catch you next time. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. 
Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.